0: what it do play girls and play boys this is episode 13 of high vertical i am your host eric with my uh special expert on all sports and a guest all-time favorite guest it's nick gammon happy to be here as always you're my favorite network you know we're no some we're not the, the main lamestream media as i like to call hey,
1: fake sports media
0: yeah we're gonna we're gonna tell it how it is Now, Nick, you made made this beautiful document that I'm looking at, and do you want to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays?
1: Well, let's talk about it real quick. The Rays are somehow up 3-0 on the Astros. They beat the Yankees. They're beating the Astros. They're one win away. So the Rays are about to hit the World Series. Lightning or Stanley Cup champs. And the Bucks are above five hundred in mid October, which is is a pretty this the good year Tampa?
0: Is this the year we just let Tampa win all the is sports?
1: This, is twenty twenty the year the Tampa triple crown? <laughs> The Tampa triple crown. Never before seen. Never never before even prophesized. This is the end no. of the world. These are the end times, man.
0: <laughs> when Tampa becomes the sports capital of the United States, yeah, you know it's all shit.
1: It's a classic joke, like the world would have to end for all Tampa sports teams to be good. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> <laughs> the world is
0: crumbling. It's and Tampa sports is out, it's all time. <laughs> we've
1: never been better. Never been better. We're open, we're just falling in, you know? We're like, yeah. god damn it, we're going out with a
0: bang. And the and the Rays play in St. Pete, right?
1: Yeah, they've I pass the TROP every morning now.
0: Yeah, man, dude, that stadium is hideous. Yeah, dude, it's real I, absolutely absolutely uh gross. I, I, I stayed around Saint in St. Pete, around around the uh, the around the trop as they call it. And man that place like that place is like the whole town is really nice like like that is it's there's no reason it, it should look like that cuz the whole town like St. Pete's a really nice town but like it, it, sticks it is a, out. It, it, yeah it sticks out it makes it look like a shithole. It
1: sticks out like a Ripley's believe it or not like yeah. somewhere it, like it, it just doesn't It's going to games cuz I've been to a couple there. It's nice being able to like sit indoors, you know, especially cuz baseball is yeah. a summer sport. Like it makes sense why they did it, but they like I think there are rumors that they're looking to build a new stadium for them finally. They like, they've been kind of on and off about that. Um, but there's talks about there being a retractable roof stadium built in Tampa. And I doubt it's for the bucks because Raymond James stadium is fine. It's yeah. it just got renovated too for the college football yeah. championship a couple years ago. So it's gotta be for the Rays, which will probably make it look a little bit more presentable I play in Tampa. In the actually playing Tampa. So you'll probably see a few more fans show up. Probably not much more, but a few more. Yeah.
0: But, wow. All right. I had no idea that we were this close to the World Series. I knew the Dodgers were playing.
1: Yeah, they're they're blowing it. Um, I haven't watched any of their games, <laughs> they're just going to be honest. It. But they I know that the whole thing is that the Dodgers blow it every year, and they're doing it again. They're down 2-0. They got Mookie Betts. Doesn't matter. They're, I mean, maybe they'll come back, but I honestly would love to see them lose because I think the Rays stand a much better chance
0: against the Braves. But that would be pretty bad for TV ratings, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Awful. I mean, look, Tampa made it to the World Series. The worst, like they beat the Yankees, like the worst thing already happened. Like, yeah, it's going to get worse. If The Braves win. It's going to be like no one's watching the World Series. Yeah.
1: I imagine Major League Baseball is very upset that the Yankees blew that. I
0: mean, really, the
1: Yankees and Astros both have no excuse to lose to the Rays. The Rays actively try to lose. They actively don't pay their players any money and somehow it just the coaching and the culture is so good there all of a sudden that it's crazy it's working out
0: yeah um, i i just cannot believe that i major league baseball has already taken a like huge hits with like having no fans in the crowd because that's like the i think the one like piece of revenue that they always count on is people always go to baseball games yeah just because like they they happen at such weird and odd times throughout the week that like People, if you're, out, if you're going on a trip to Chicago and it's like, oh, it's a Wednesday at one o'clock, want to yeah. catch a Cubs game? It's a work sure. day, yeah, and people will go to the fucking baseball yeah. game. It's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, and, but it is kind of a nice thing. Like, I love going to baseball games. I don't necessarily like watching on mm-hmm. TV unless the Rays are, like, doing what they're doing right now. But mm-hmm. it is, like, a fun kind of environment. Sit at the ballpark, you're chilling out. Yeah. Food is usually the best at baseball parks in comparison yeah. to, like, NFL and NBA arenas. So yeah. it is a good experience. I, I think they're definitely taking a hit on that. So hopefully yeah. they'll have fans next year, but who knows what's gonna happen?
0: Yeah. So uh, all right, I, I'm gonna go. we it's gonna be a me thing right now. Um, the the Gators lost on Saturday to Texas A&M. I want to say forty-one to thirty-eight or something. Looked like a heartbreaker. It was. It was it was a heartbreaker because we were in control of that game. Up until our last offensive possession. It was a fumble, we right? driving. It, yeah, we're driving. We're heading down to kick the game-winning field goal, or the game-winning touchdown. And Malik Davis, our number one running back, uh, fumbles the ball, which is very uncharacteristic of him. Fumbles the ball like at the forty-five yard line. Our forty-five, no, their forty-five yard line, and then just they shredded our de- our defense uh, Is I'm very I'm starting to get very worried about it, and I have every right to be now because of what 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 I'm going to tell you next. But defense didn't look good. Um, we have players on the defense, which is a weird thing. Like. A lot of guys on the defense are probably going to play in the NFL. And I'm just, I'm, we had two missing, we had our two missing defensive uh, line players, a defensive tackle and a defensive end, which I th- think kind of led to the defensive issues. We couldn't get a consistent pass rush and they're, and we were playing zone because we don't, because our nickel cornerbacks can't cover. <laughs> That's always good. Um, yeah. So, we lost a game. It was really heartbreaking. And then after the game, Dan Mullen goes to the press conference. And I have never. I, I have watched a lot of Dan Mullen press conferences. I've seen almost every one of last year. And I've seen almost every one of this year. I've never seen him more angry. <laughs> I, he, he's lost games before, but he was pissed. And I the reason he was pissed was not really because they lost a game. was because that Texas A&M packed the fuck out of their stadium. Like, the student section was shoulder-to-shoulder, shoulder, no masks, like, loud as fuck. like a re- It felt like it was a real college football game. And he was pissed because they were supposed to have 12,000, I think, or 17,000 fans. It was, like, close to 30,000 fans.
1: <laughs> but hey, that's Texas,
0: baby. Yeah, that's Texas. <laughs> so the,
1: the only state that can out-white-trash Florida is Texas.
0: Yeah, and he was pissed because, like, they really affected the game when, like, uh, we've had some we had some false start penalties that set back some of our offenses' possessions in the second half. Uh, affected the defense's communication, obviously. And he was just going off, and he he didn't say anything about the. He was just like, uh, you know, they had a great fan. We did we did not prepare for the fans or whatever. And then he was like, I hope our. Uh, then this is where the controversy begins for the Gators. Uh, it all starts with him saying. I I hope our college board or our, our college whatever and the AD listen to uh, or adhere to the governor's protocols that he lifted all sanctions and and allows them to fill the ninety thousand plus seat stadium <laughs> and the capacity so they can beat LSU. <laughs>
1: Hey, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with Dan Mullen. You know, we don't know how much longer we're going to live with this thing around. You know, let's fucking go out like ballers.
0: <laughs> and then he went on to say that him, like his his team and his staff have been following. their they have strict COVID protocols, and they follow them the letter to the law. And like mm. they've been uh, they've been great. Mm-hmm. Days later, I, I would say, I would say this today's Wednesday, Tuesday, yesterday. No, no. Actually, Monday. Monday, I get a notification from Bleacher Report saying that nine UF players tested positive for COVID, and I was like, "Oh man, not a good look, Dan." And then, <laughs> but this happened after his press conference on Monday morning because he does the he does a press conference every Monday during game week uh, around the morning time, and in that press conference, he kind of hinted at the fact that he was uh, kind of like he. He didn't retract his statements. He kind of stood by them, and <laughs> and he was just uh, going. He, he didn't really. He wasn't as angry, and he was kind of more calm about it. And he uh, didn't look like he he was he he was gonna fight, die on this hill to have this the stadium filled. With yeah, it's a heat he of just a looked moment. like it was a heat of a moment thing. Now Wednesday today, I get another notification on my phone saying that I think twenty players. Uh, Twenty plus, it was around over twenty players and staff have been tested positive for COVID. I think eleven are, eleven separate players are being quarantined because they had close contact with those with those uh, staff members and players. And then an hour after that, they like, but actually, uh, Tuesday, my dad comes to me. He was like, do you think they're going to postpone the Mm -hmm. uh, LSU game? I'm like, I would, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think so. Why wouldn't they not? Honestly, they could have gotten, the players could have gotten COVID from traveling to Texas A&M and being around those fans. That is most definitely a uh, a possibility possibility that, that to me, Mm -hmm. it's the only way that makes sense because they were there Saturday. They, they got there probably Friday night. Left Saturday, came back, and got positive tests on Monday. There's no way they could have gone somewhere or gone out. Or, it, there is a possibility of that, but like to catch COVID, I don't know. I feel like they definitely caught it from Texas AM. You know what else is possible? Malik Davis could have got back
1: Saturday night and say, you know what, guys, let's get our minds off of this. Let's go chase some gash. And they could have partied at yeah. one of the bars and they could have got COVID. As That's well.
0: another possibility. That's another possibility. Or they could
1: have caught it just, you know, actually being you know, good students are going to class. Yeah. Yeah, They could have, yeah, they could have gotten it from, you could get it anywhere, anytime it's in the air. It's the invisible enemy.
0: It's a, the germ, the germ. It's so brilliant. (laughs) 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 This germ is so brilliant. Um, (laughs) The best germ. The best germ. Uh, So now the game is postponed to it looks like a tentative date of December 12th, which it fits in the schedule because, you know what, the Big Ten is playing well into December. So does it really conflict with the college football playoff? Um, yeah, this scheduling. This or anything? is fine
1: in the year where nothing really matters.
0: Yeah. So I, I Dan Mullen definitely has to eat his sour grapes because he did kind of just set. Uh, he did set himself up for all of this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You kind of just got to
0: take this one on the chin, Dan. Yeah, you got to take it on the chin. Be humble about it. Uh, at least we get a bye week after this horrible loss. We do have those two defensive ends or who are. Uh, who could get a little bit healthier? And it gives, I think, Todd Grantham a little bit more time to figure out what personnel changes need to, be, to happen because some personnel changes do need to happen. That defense, I think they need to shake up the secondary a lot. I don't think the problem is with the linebackers. I think the defensive line just needs to get healthy. I think the secondary really needs a little shake up of uh, position position wise. So that's that on the Gators. Uh, I think our next game, you see that uh, that's on the schedule. That's not LSU. And LSU just came off a really bad loss to Missouri. Yeah,
1: that I mean there is some weird shit going on. I I think it fits into my theory that it's the defenses that are going to struggle more with with this weird yeah, off season than the offenses. Yeah.
0: We talked about it I think a couple of weeks ago. These it the contact on the, they don't they don't get to hit as much as they do in practice, which is okay, but in college football teams usually get two like maybe two or three opponents who are Let's just say uh, high a little bit better than high school teams. They're like Division right, two yeah. schools, like FBS schools. And the way they do this is they the call the UF pays that college an insane amount of money to let their players come to us and let us beat the shit out of them for practice. Yeah, before we actually play our real games, which I am not. I, I actually like that about college football because we don't have a preseason. Those games to me do really help the defensives the and yeah. the offense. Yeah, I got invited to
1: a lot of those because one of my good friends from middle school and high school, and his name's Anthony, his family had season tickets to Gator games and they like had a certain amount but like not all the family would go to the shitty games like that, so they would bring me to those games. And yeah, they it was actually really funny one year they lost to like Fordham or something. And that's when I found out that they paid them because they're like, I can't believe we paid this team this much money to fucking beat us (laughs) in our own stadium. But those are good kind of learning experiences just to like get your shit together, whether it's like at the beginning of the season or sometimes they have them at the end, but it's a good way to like keep your momentum. It's like, like you're saying, it's basically like either preseason or even like a soft bye week. It's like we're just going to go out and run this basically scrimmage against this team that we're way better than and kick shit out of them.
0: Now the now the uh the our next game is against Missouri at Florida and that's the October 24th so it's a week away uh, it's going to be a week away from Saturday and that's going to be a big game for the Gators just because Missouri is coming off that win I think they're going to play another game another SEC game on Saturday but they did beat LSU like in a shootout so it's going to be that's going to be a really big bounce back bounce back game for us because the Missouri offense is pretty good and uh, the gators defense needs more practice and i think we can because our, our offense to me can stand toe-to-toe with any offense even clemson no doubt in my mind our offense is stellar yeah players everywhere i'm looking at your scores um, and you guys have scored 51 38
1: and 38 in your first yeah three games. like that's pretty
0: damn good yeah yeah our offense is uh dan mullen had i think this is the best offense our defense just needs to come together for us to actually do something but After we play Missouri, we have another bye week, and then we play uh, Georgia on November 7th. So Gators get a little. We get. If we can tackle this, uh, no pun intended, tackle this. uh this COVID thing pretty well within this week and get back to work next week to face Missouri. We could be setting up for a really good Georgia Florida game, which they're calling uh, the largest coronavirus party, outdoor party. <laughs> yeah.
1: That, uh, <laughs> what's it normally called? It's like uh, the, the world's party. largest
0: car- cocktail party.
1: Yeah. World's largest corona party. Yeah. There's definitely going to yeah. be some cases that spawn from that.
0: Oh, yeah. Jacksonville, Florida, get ready. You're about to become the epicenter. (laughs) The
1: third wave. (laughs) Florida is straight up the new guinea pig for like, let's try the Sweden method after we see that that didn't work out that well. (laughs) But let's just do it. So we're going to see what happens with that. But that's going to be a super spreader event. For sure. No doubt about it.
0: Now, I don't really want to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it. We have to talk about it. Um, I wrote a joke my, for it too, so I gotta I gotta plug that uh, in. All right, I'll, I'll set you up for it. Okay. Um, we didn't. When, when was the last time when we talked? Did they play a game yet in, they, this, in the finals? I think they played last one game, time two games? we
1: talked, it was after game three. I want to say. Okay, so I think it was like two one.
0: All right, the Heat lost in the six game series to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Congratulations to LeBron and. Congratulations to LeBron because it was LeBron versus the Heat there for uh, the last two games. Um, I gotta say, I gotta give my props. I think Anthony Davis played the best third quarter I've ever seen any play any ever play in the f- game one. <laughs> yeah, was, I haven't uh... said that he went off in game one. No, was it game one? Yeah, it was game one. Yeah, pretty sure it was. he was. Killer in the third quarter, like I have. He didn't miss a thing. He was defensively, he was insane. My shout out to Anthony Davis. He he is definitely uh, deserves to be a champion with the Lakers. But fuck every other player on the Lakers. (laughs) I hate Alex. I hate Alex Caruso with every bone in my body. What about Rondo? I cannot. I all right. You know what? Uh, Excluding Rondo. You know, I, I like Rondo. I thought Rondo was actually. That they obviously the third best Laker. He yeah. was insane. He, he was like, his in. rebounding really, and his assists and his uh, driving to the basket really helped LeBron when he wasn't on the court. Um, but fuck everybody else. I agree, fuck, fuck, fuck Markeith else. Morris. Yeah, Markeith Morris. Fuck you, making all those threes. Go fuck yourself. Hey, fuck Kyle Kuzma. Alex. Fuck Kyle Kuzma. Fuck Alex Caruso the most. I hate that little fucker. He's. <laughs> I really hope he gets traded to the Detroit Pistons and we never have to hear his name again. Uh, he can go suck an egg, carry like hanging off of LeBron's nuts the whole time. Um, Fuck, (laughs) fuck Frank Vogel, that piece of shit coach. (laughs) I hate Frank Vogel. He anybody on that lakers coaching staff could have been the head coach of that team and won that championship i could have frank oval yeah (laughs) fuck frank vogel he is a piece of shit the only thing he did was bench dwight howard in game six that was only that was the only good movie made and honestly that was a fucking should have done that to start the whole series that idiot well he needed Um, dwight to take
1: out bam first
0: oh fuck dwight howard fuck that piece of shit fuck dwight i hate it Fuck Dwight Howard and fuck Frank Vogel and fuck Alex Crusoe, Those pieces of shit. I, I honestly, I would never refer to Dwight Howard as a champion. Sorry, Dwight. And fuck you, Frank Vogel. You piece of shit. How dare you even fucking step foot on that court? I hate you, Frank Vogel. You suck.
1: Based off your oh. response, man, I can't wait till the Heat play the Raptors next year in the playoffs and you got to deal with Nick Nurse.
0: <laughs> Bro. Here's the thing. Nick Nurse is... I, I Here's the thing. I... Uh, He's I, a I just cheap. I he's a cheat. He I is. hate Frank Vogel. I don't know, man. Like I hate Frank. I could. Just, he's just like standing there watching. He complains just as much as LeBron does. Oh, his. Uh, don't even get me Nick started. Nick Nurse uh, is fucking
1: Mike D'Antoni on steroids. Oh my
0: god! And Nick Nurse's stupid face whenever he gets like whenever like, quiet, oh. or someone gets a and Frank Vogel, um, let me, here's, here is an example of why Frank Vogel is one of the worst NBA, I, I can't, I can't, I, I, in the, in the first quarter of one, of, I think game one or two, uh, there was a ball, it was like there was an inbound play or something, and uh, the Laker, they, they, it was an out of bounds call, and they called it heat ball, but it was actually Lakers ball, and it was the first quarter, and Frank Vogel challenges it, wins the challenge, but he, You don't get your challenge back if you win the challenge. So he just wasted his challenge in the first quarter of the game when he could have used it later on the game when there were actual calls that could have been challenged. I, I just I cannot explain to you how bad of a coach he is. LeBron carried him is going to carry him for the next couple seasons. I I wouldn't be shocked that Frank Vogel gets fired after the next season, honestly.
1: Well, I, I, had a, I had a bad feeling about Frank Vogel. What really turned me off is that he actually went to the NBA about the officiating in the Nuggets Lakers series. That That's is some weak such shit. Horseshit. That's some weak shit. I'm like, because I know that like Brad Stevens or Eric Spoelstra would never do that shit. So That is some chump shit, dude. Yeah, fuck. Fuck no, what's your joke? The... No, no, I don't have my ranting. Okay, nothing. I
0: haven't honestly. I haven't ranted like this about the whole series. So you just got my initial emotion.
1: Yeah, it's a very emotional series. I, I get that. I mean, I've yeah. just got through an emotional series. But at least I lost to an opponent in like an organization that I respect. Um, you know, I wanted a game seven. Obviously, Me too. you wanted a Me game too. seven. I know. You know who wanted game seven more than both of us? No, who? LeBron James Jr. Bronny. Because <laughs> pops is coming home to restore order in the James household, and
0: guess what? He's got another
1: ring on his finger. So.
0: More for you to live up to, man. Better,
1: better get it in line, Bronny. Them smacks are gonna hurt a lot more. You're gonna leave one extra imprint in your forehead.
0: <laughs> oh shit! That was good. Yeah. Also, I gotta say, for sure. Yeah. Um. I just also have to say this. I thought. The Heat just looked so gassed in Game 6. They looked so tired. Jimmy Butler looked like a shell of himself. He played one of the greatest games, I think, one of the greatest duels in the NBA Finals history between him and LeBron in Game 5 awesome game uh, to me that was like at awesome least game. i got that moment at least i got that where we like we actually won the really close competitive game and i is, can hang my hat on that i
1: think that is one of the things that's unanimous across the board like regardless of how you feel about either team or the series in general like everyone agreed that game five was a great time maybe not lakers fans but i think they can look back on it now that they've won the whole thing yeah and be like, all right that was a classic game that was like lebron versus jimmy you don't get and too Jimmy many won. of those games anymore. And Jimmy won. Like, Jimmy put the team yes, on his back. Dude,
0: when they're playing defense on each other, going back and forth, like that was an awesome moment. That was okay. really cool. And you, you have to feel good about
1: even though it's like, it, obviously, you want to win it all. I mean, I've been there. I want the Celtics to win it all. But you have to feel pretty good about how things panned out. Like, Jimmy became a bona fide. Yeah, like, I, top I, don't 10 get me player. wrong.
0: I'm happy. I'm happy the whole season happened. I like, I'm happy about everything. Like, I'm just sad that we lost. Like, it's. I'm not sure if we're ever gonna get back there in the next couple of years. Like that was, I felt like the Heat's real chance to actually win another title. But I hopefully we can. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I I don't sure uh, we have to. We have to add one more piece. I think we need one more one more player. I think we're just one one more uh, player who can, one more dynamic player who can actually get their own basket and like we can depend on for scoring. That's not Goran Dragic.
1: Do you think it's Danilo Gallinari?
0: No, I don't think it's Danilo, no. I don't think so
1: either, but I do think Danilo Gallinari wants to play for Miami because he has said that he doesn't care about money.
0: He just wants to. Yeah. Win. So he could but go I'm to Miami sure if, like, or LA. Because like, Kelly's going to probably uh, pick up that option on his contract and going to stay with the Heat. Like, to me, him and Kelly have the same game. I, yeah. think Danilo is better, but... right. I think Danilo's better but I think
1: Danilo's like everything Kyle Kuzma should be. Yeah. But I would we'll love see. Danilo I'm not sure. to go I'm to the sure. Celtics if he's willing to take a discount. But he's an Italian kid. He wants to go yeah. to Miami.
0: Yeah, I just uh, like I'm, I'm not sure who I really would would like to add this off season because the players that... I don't think Giannis is going to opt out of that super max mm-hmm. deal. Uh,
1: not, I think yeah. I mean, he might, and that, I don't know. That Supermax pretty appealing. He's probably going to yeah. take it. I mean, that way he can... That's good money. He can force his way out with a trade if he really wants to. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it's just sending the Supermax because teams would be definitely willing to trade for that. Um, Bradley Beal, to me, is still the one guy that I really, really want. I don't think I want anybody as much as I want him just because uh, he is a fortigator and he is everything that I want in somebody to come to the heat as far as scoring comes. Because I think with if he comes to the Heat, it might like we we could definitely get back to the finals. That's one person
1: where if you're going to set up like a Tyler Hero Kendrick Non kind of trade situation, I don't
0: know if I would trade Tyler Hero now, but definitely everybody else is on the board except Bam, yeah. obviously. But everybody else, yeah. I would.
1: I think you would have to trade Hero <sighs> to get Beal. Yeah, but you could I, just I, hang on to Hero and then just keep developing him, and then you get your third star right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That 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 is true. You know what? I I, I hope the Heat kind of stay home this offseason. I want to resign Goran to a nice one year deal, yeah. a nice big money deal for him, and I want to sign Jay Crowder again, and then probably just add a couple, maybe like a one more piece. Uh, I think maybe add, like a free agent.
1: I think yeah. adding Millsap would be good for you guys. I do. I think you fit with the Celtics really well too. But I think like money wise, you guys could pay him my needs just for a year, and then yeah. if you know, like Bam gets hurt, you can stick Millsap as like a small ball five in there and you don't have to like resort to Myers Leonard.
0: That is true. I wouldn't be opposed to signing Millsap to a one-year deal, no. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it. Because y-
1: y'all are going to still wait to see what the deal is with Giannis. I mean, that's definitely...
0: Yeah, I think that's where the heat... I think we should wait for the 2021 free agency market. I don't think we should... Sp- I think we should give the nice big contract... We could give nice big contracts to Jay and Gorin and still be under the cap and still make a run at Giannis in 2021. So we just got to be smart. we just can't give away like we can't give Goren a four years <laughs> a four year max deal. No, no. He's he, he's he going to have to take a hometown discount to stay. Yeah, but I think yeah, I yeah. think
1: he'd be down for that, honestly. I mean, there's not going to be a ton of money to go around. There's like No. And it's yeah, definitely not a better a situation
0: thing. to go in. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of guys staying home and the and the heat have to actually draft a player this year. They, I think we have like the 27th pick. We have to draft somebody because we can't trade this pick yeah, because yeah. we traded the uh, pick for Gorin when we traded for Gorin that one time. So we have to draft somebody, but I wouldn't be surprised if we draft somebody and then traded him to another team for something, so for an asset or something. We, cash. Got, we got the
1: draft on November 18th. Yeah, and then Soon. free agency,
0: I think, starts unofficially
1: a week after that. And then we don't know what's gonna happen. I was listening to the Bill Simmons yeah. podcast recapping the uh, finals, and he said he talked to somebody in the NBA,
0: and that they mm-hmm. legit do not know. I don't know either, man. I like COVID. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna. Be, they. I think the NBA honestly has to wait for this election. Yeah. Just because I think it's it, it is definitely if Trump wins, I think they we'd probably see a season where where the the arenas are open. Maybe and maybe some arenas are. Oh, they tra- fan- teams will be traveling to each other. There wouldn't be another bubble, which I don't think the NBA wants another bubble. They can't. I don't that's think they can afford it. No, that's not sustainable. Yeah.
1: I mean, you, you yeah, you can't ask people to, especially. This is gonna be some trash ass teams there. Like the Knicks are gonna have to go yeah. into the bubble and play. Like you can't, and no one's gonna want to stay in that bubble. Like no. you are gonna see a lot more Lou Williams type cases. Like. Yeah, day I don't think the, I don't. Even,
0: yeah, I don't think the players want to do another bubble. I don't think that owners want to do another bubble. I I think everybody wants to figure out a way that we're how the NFL is doing it, which is honestly, it looks like it is crumbling every uh, <laughs> every week. It, it yeah. seems like something is up, but, and also the NBA, there's so many more. It's so many more games than than uh, the NFL. Like games on a Like there's so many more moving parts in that in that whole mechanism for the NBA. That I, I honestly, I have no idea what they're gonna do, and when does the season start? Like it's, it, it, everything is such torn, it, it is a mess. Yeah,
1: they want the owners want. I want to fans. start after
0: Christmas, right?
1: Well, I think now it's gotten pushed like easily into January, if not February, mm-hmm. and they, they still want to do an 82 game season. They want fans there, but they want to like condense the 82 game schedules so that they still end in June, which is just asking for terrible injuries, soft tissue injuries, yeah. all that. That's not. I think they're gonna have to either just get used to the fact that they're on a different schedule now, or you need to Ugh. shorten the season. I don't mind them being on a different schedule. Like, let's say if they start in January or like Christmas or something like that, and they end if they in start August,
0: in, yeah, that actually worked because then they wouldn't run into the NFL. Yeah, you fill
1: basically the dead air of the summer because like uh,
0: that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be great. For some reason, they're averse to yeah. that, but it's like you might like the NBA in that window of, like, basically... You're not competing. More, You're probably yeah.
0: competing... You'll be competing with March Madness in March, and you'd be competing with uh, probably playoff football in January, but that's, that's it, and no one really watches the first couple weeks of the NBA anyway.
1: Yeah, like, basically, you could do your All-Star week in April or something yeah. like that, and then once the All-Star break hits, you have all eyes on the NBA, and then it's all eyes on the NBA until August. You have, like, four or five months where, like, the ratings are going to be... Fucking insane! Yeah, it's it's gonna be the hottest ticket. So they should just do that. I don't know why they're so. I I feel like it's probably the Players Association that's more married to like that schedule yeah. because they like they want to go to Cabo and shit in like July and all that. They want to do yeah. all this different yeah. shit. I but, feel that. I mean, you still go fucking Cabo is still nice in August. It's still nice, and, and a lot of the motherfuckers aren't even gonna make it to August anyway. It's basically like LeBron has to decide where he wants to go on vacation and when, and then yeah, they can base it around that. I guess.
0: Or mm. well, let's say you can do all-star weekend in cabo
1: you could do all yeah make you it could.
0: like an all, you can make it two weeks in cabo yeah you can
1: have like the cartel <laughs> sponsor the all-star game
0: <laughs> um did you hear that they canceled the pro bowl there's no pro bowl this year oh no he said
1: oh no no yeah i don't yeah oh You're no kidding. we don't get to go to orlando this year
0: <laughs> oh shit dude do you think lebron hates orlando now just like, do you think most NBA players like never want to come to Orlando again? The ones who were in the bubble the longest—they probably don't.
1: They're they're <laughs> they probably walked out when it was still October. Like, is it
0: still ninety-five degrees outside? That's fucking insane. Yeah, I I like I I I would be fucking. I would never if my kids like let's go to Disney World. I'm like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean you spent the greater part of twenty years in Orlando. You don't like it. Yeah. No, fuck you. But uh, man, LeBron, I mean LeBron, I I imagine when like when LeBron stepped out of that plane and like w- was in uh, Los Angeles, he was like, "Fuck yes!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck yes, dude! Uh, this is fucking weather rocks!" Yeah. But I
1: bet they're also like, you know, put your mask on, go home. They got like led to uh, <laughs> led to their house by armed guards and uh, yeah. locked in.
0: I guess we should talk about the uh, the Lakers super spreader event that happened shortly after they won the finals in, uh, in uh, around the Staples Center.
1: Yeah, I like that. That was one where the politicians are like, "Yo, this is out of our jurisdiction. Like, we can't control yeah, that." The Lakers cannot. Lakers have more autonomy than we do. <laughs> so
0: yeah, like those were like the like the crazy diehard Laker fans like. The, the, you are not going to stop them from going to the fucking Staples yeah. Center hanging around Kobe statue and like shit. Yeah. You cannot stop that. And
1: I'm happy for them. I'll be, <laughs> yeah, I, me too. I'm happy for them because Lakers fans but really people in California in general have had a shittier year than most. So, mm-hmm. you know with the fires and then obviously Kobe and you get COVID lockdowns and all that. So this is like happy for them. Every other Laker fan
0: can go fuck themselves. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but that they there's videos of cops like just backing up from the crowd like the crowd throwing shit at the cop cars. Like, they <laughs> yeah, were just super rowdy. yeah <laughs> yeah super rowdy uh keep your eyes peeled for an all the uh all gas no breaks video where he actually goes to the the staple center during that whole thing uh, and has a bunch of video shit it's gonna be insane yeah I
1: bet. damn that kid's smart he can like just sense Dude. where the shit's gonna be at
0: he moved he like he moved to la at like during COVID and I was like, uh, oh, was that the right move? But like, he's been able to go to a bunch of shit around LA. That's just been re- really crazy. He's been doing a, he's been doing a great job. Shout out to Andrew. Yeah, man, that guy is, I like, talk about, I talk about him like almost every podcast. Yeah. I, I listen I to,
1: uh, of, uh, you guys talk about him on, on the level, but he's, he deserves praise, man. That guy is like doing yeah. something that no one else is really doing as well as he is.
0: Yeah, he is. Yep. For sure. So let's get, uh, back into like, I guess the main thing we'll be covering from here on out That's uh, not the NBA, the NFL. This is the big ticket item now. Uh me and Nick are sure, uh, we're pivoting towards uh just NFL coverage. So, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan's Nick, two out. <laughs> weeks of NFL games. Uh, uh I think uh, god, week 5 we got we saw the Chiefs lose to the Raiders. Yeah, that was... I'm sorry. That was this. That was this past week. We all saw the Chiefs lose to the Raiders. Yeah. That was a really strange game. Yeah, because it looked like the Chiefs were just like I think like, at, sec- at the second half, the Chiefs just thought that it was going to be over. But John Gruden had another story.
1: Yeah, I think they got the Chiefs got like shut out in the second half up until they scored that touchdown
0: two point conversion. Yeah. my hats off to John Gruden and Matt Mayock. They really, uh, I didn't think they they would do a good job in Las Vegas, but seems like i don't know man maybe they got the sauce
1: yeah i think their team's legit i think it also helps that everything's
0: closed in las vegas so that might Mm
1: -hmm. that might be like showing them they they have nothing to focus on but football but Mm -hmm. yeah they look legitimately good even in the losses i didn't think that they
0: looked like a bad team i just thought they got some bad breaks yeah, I guess a game I want to talk about is, Nick, how did your Bucks lose to the Bears on Thursday Night Football by one point? All right, so you didn't
1: you didn't watch it, did you?
0: I didn't watch the game, no. Okay,
1: all right. Well, that's at least you admit it, because most analysts will mm. pretend that they watched the game and talk about how the Bucks struggled and all that. And then it becomes clear that they never really watched the game because the Bucks got fucked. The Bucs got fucked over. They fucked themselves over a little bit, too. They didn't respond to adversity well. But the Bucks are up 13-0 in the first half. They're facing, uh, Chicago's facing a third down at like midfield. Mm -hmm. It's like third and 12 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Nick Fuller snaps the ball, flag. They call offsides on Tampa Bay on Shaq Barrett. You look at the replay, the offensive lineman for Chicago clearly jumped first. But they Mm -hmm. called it on offside on Tampa Bay. So Chicago gets a third and seven instead of a third and 17. They get like an eight yard pass play. They go down, they score. Then the Bucks, Tom Brady throws a ball to Keyshawn Vaughn. He takes three steps, gets hit, drops a ball. Well, really, it's like two and a half steps, almost three. You could pretty much call it three steps, and then that would technically be a fumble. They, were, they called it on the field incomplete. It was so close that Mike Pereira was even saying, like, yeah, I don't think you can overturn this. And they yeah, overturned yeah, it anyway. That. Chicago gets the ball like 10-yard line. They go down, they score. Now we're losing. Mm-hmm. Then, at the end of the game, Tampa Bay finally gets some shit their shit together. They have a two-point lead. It's like third and forever. And um, Nick Foles gets hit by Shaq Barrett as he's throwing the ball, like pretty much right when it's happening, not a late hit by any Mm -hmm. means. Gets hit shoulder to shoulder. Passes incomplete. Flag, unnecessary roughness. Chicago gets the ball. They can only get it to midfield, but they completely flip field position. They end up getting another crack at the ball. They kick a field goal. Tom Brady forgets what down it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw to, that. Yeah, they lose. So mm. it's a it was a, a shit show. It was definitely like the refs played a huge part in it because I think without the refs, the Bucs probably would have won like nineteen to three or nineteen to ten mm. at least. But the refs definitely gave Chicago some free points there, and then the Bucks like just weren't ready to respond to those punches in the gut. And the Bucks had a ton of injuries too. Like the entire receiving core was either playing hurt or out. Yeah, We didn't have Fournette. Vita Veya broke his ankle, uh, which is a huge yeah. loss. So he's out for huge the year.
0: Loss,
1: yeah, so that that's basically what happened. It was a lot of bullshit happening mixed with some bad luck, mixed with injuries, mixed with us also being stupid at certain points. There was like one drive where we had five penalties by the offense. It was insane. And they were yeah. like legit penalties. It was just stupid penalties. So there's a lot of blame to go around. But Thursday night football, it's wonky. Bucks is still three and two. I saw, I, I have one more thing. Well, I got two more things I want to get into with the Bucks before I stop talking about them. Mm-hmm. There's an article from the Tampa Bay Times that I couldn't read because they try to charge everyone for reading their articles.
0: A lot of places are doing that. Yeah.
1: Well, especially a lot of local outlets. Yeah. And the ty- just the headline alone pissed me off. Or it was phrased, it's just such clickbait. It's like, who's going to yell at Tom Brady? The way he yells at his teammates, and it's, it's like the media is pretending like they don't know what Tom Brady was brought in for. You bring in Tom Brady because the Bucs are one of the most undisciplined teams in the NFL and have been for the last ten years. If you've been watching them,
0: yeah, and, well, that's like, and also a Bruce Arians' special. Most of his teams are pretty undisciplined. Yeah,
1: that too. Yeah, it's on the and Bruce Arians even admitted that himself. And it's yeah. like you bring in a guy like Tom Brady who comes from a disciplined, regimented kind of system who demands credit. He's basically the Michael Jordan of football at this yeah. point. For
0: so sure. yeah, that guy's what allowed to
1: yell at whoever the fuck he wants to. And yeah, you could say, oh, he didn't play a perfect game. He forgot what down it was. No one on the Bucks is anywhere near like a fraction of Brady's career. Brady has total rights to say whatever the fuck he wants to people and to call whoever the fuck he wants out and he better listen and shut the fuck up. Because that's a winner. And odds are, if you've been a member of the Bucks for the past few years, you haven't won shit. Or if you've been a member of another team, you still haven't won as much as Tom Brady. So that shit pissed me off that Tampa is already starting to be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have got this guy. It's like, shut up. Also, I have a conspiracy, too, about the officiating. Mm. Do you think... And roll with me here. Do you think the NFL is going to try to keep the records of the Bucks and Patriots as close as they can, as long as they're both competitive, because the NFL would ideally like both of those teams to be in the playoffs. Do you think the NFL will try to keep the records as close as possible to really have the Tom Brady versus Belichick narrative bubble?
0: I guess. I think, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, oh, both teams are pretty successful, but which one had the better season? Yeah, it's like, well, you know, the Bucs are 8-6 um, and
1: six now in the pats are eight and six like who is it is it brady or is it belichick you know tune in next week to see you get the mm. upper hand and that's like that's what it's been the first five weeks and that's been great tv is just like it's watching Stephen a and max kellerman like debate is it belichick or is it brady and it keeps the nfl really at the forefront of the media cycle with stories like that mm. so i wonder if like the nfl when they like look at those reviews that you know normally wouldn't be overturned or you get those 50 50 calls <laughs> Are you going to be like, eh, you know, the Bucks need kind of need to lose this week to keep it close to the Patriots. It's, you know, let go against them or oh, the Bucks need to win this week to stick close to the Patriots and keep Tom Brady in the playoff hunt. Let's give it to him. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to balance out.
0: Yeah. So I'm not really we'll upset out. about it,
1: but mm-hmm. it is something that I wonder about. Like is the, is the NFL as crooked as the NBA is basically what I'm asking.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, most certainly. Sure. Who, who was the
1: player that said that shit is scripted? Um, NBA player or NFL player? It was player? an NFL player. Oh. Um, said the shit mm. scripted anyway. Or I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like something Le'Veon Bell would say, but uh, <laughs> we'll transition to Le'Veon Bell is out of New
0: York. Out of New York, the Jets lost 30-10 to 10 to the Cardinals in a and uh, Joe Flacco special. <laughs> that was a Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco started for the Jets over Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has a shoulder injury that he's uh pretending that he has, so he doesn't have to play for the New York Jets for the rest of the season. Smart man. <laughs> Smart man. uh man, if I was him, I would nurse the fuck out of that injury yeah. for as long as I it possibly Doesn't feel could. quite right, Doc. It doesn't feel quite right. Ah, I, I just I can't get the ball out. Yeah. No, oh, <laughs> oh,
1: you know, every time I get around Adam Gase, it just acts up.
0: Yeah. And uh, Le'Veon, that was Le'Veon Bell's last game. He's been uh, him and Adam Gase have been going at it for the last. Uh, I would say the whole this whole season, offseason, they've been just going at it. Uh, Adam uh, Adam Gase just, just doesn't know how to use players at all. Doesn't really understand uh, the fact that Le'Veon Bell signed a huge contract with the Jets and that he would like to play.
1: <laughs> Adam Adam Gase coaches like a play behind every game like he calls Awful, the play yeah. that he should have called on the last play
0: yep yep it's, that's exactly what his problem is
1: he's and he's know. still a
0: head coach he's still the head coach for the new york jets he's and an it's just a matter of probably next week when he gets blown out by the miami dolphins that he's gonna get fired
1: <laughs> yeah basically yeah it's Going to be riots again in New York, probably at least yeah. on Staten Island, where all the Jets fans. So are.
0: Le'Veon. So the Jets called every t- every every team in the NFL, asking for a trade for Le'Veon. No, and all they were asking apparently before was a seventh round pick, and no one said yes.
1: I love it, classic Jets. It's the principle, <laughs> the, yeah, principle it's the, of the principle, the principle. I saw an article so, about the Bucks. They're like, can Tom Brady learn Le'Veon Bell to? Tampa. It's like how many running? backs be- do we many need? Backs need? How many <laughs> running backs do we really need at this? Like I normally no. am for it, but fuck that. He should no. go to Arizona. Honestly, the team that just beat them. Yeah, I the think
0: I don't know. I think he should. Uh, he definitely is going to resign with another team this season. People are putting the Dolphins in that category. I'm not sure if he would like want to come to Miami because our offense. We can't honestly. We can't run the ball at all. We have we have Miles gaskin a uh, fifth round pick out of Washington. Who's our lead running back over Jordan Howard? Over we, we paid him nine million dollars. He's been playing pretty good though. I got I, I, I got to admit he'd probably be a really good uh, uh second string running back. I could, but I could see it. But I'm I, I would be very indifferent to the signing if we signed him. I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess. But then we have Jordan Howard on this two year contract. Or what are we just gonna like just have him and not just be paying him to do nothing? Probably. And we're not gonna <laughs> get tr- shit for trading him. And, like. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think I, I could see Le'Veon going somewhere else in the division just to spite the Jets because yeah. that was a pretty ugly
0: marriage. I, I could see him going to New England for sure.
1: Yeah. I, I could see Belichick taking him on. I mean, I think yeah. him and Kane would be pretty fun to watch play together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's Le'Veon's news. I think we should he should be signed by next by the our next podcast. I would be I would be shocked if he wasn't signed. Yeah, by he's
1: our next podcast. Too, too talented. And he's not a character concern by any means. No. So no in terms of like coming from Pittsburgh, he was like probably one of the higher character guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me think. Hey, see, let me see on these other games. Uh, Dan Quinn fired mm-hmm. for losing to the Panthers. Now that what they're zero five now. Yeah, zero five. Long overdue no, firing. F. Yeah, terrible, terrible start. Dan Quinn's out of. The, out of the Atlanta and
1: guess who's replacing them who Raheem what? Morris as the interim really he's back I'm happy for Raheem I'll, oh. I'll be very interested to see how that Atlanta team plays behind Raheem just more so to see like what Raheem learned after mm-hmm. coaching the Bucks way too early on in his career he was kind of put in a position to fail and uh yeah I want to see how he does I'm I don't want the Falcons to do good but I'm rooting for Raheem because he was always a stand-up guy in Tampa so Man, right. I hardly remember his tenure in Tampa.
0: It was pretty forgettable. Was it before the guy from Rutgers or after? It was
1: before the guy from Rutgers. He was like, like the first two years, he was like developing the young team, and then Josh Freeman had that one good year, and then everyone on the team got hooked on pills in the Greg Schiano era, and it all fell apart. Uh, mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see oh the the texans got their first win under uh the oldest coach in the to ever coach in the nfl romeo cornell yeah we didn't talk about bill o'brien Rome, yeah. getting fired oh bill o'brien fired it's totally so my mind bill o'brien out as g they fired their gm in their head coach. Yeah, um, <laughs> two birds one stone <laughs> two birds and one stone uh or would it be uh one bird with two stones
1: Probably one bird with two. They just kicked his ass the fuck out yeah. of Houston,
0: which it, they should have. I, here's they 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 never give your head coach the GM position. It's just too much yeah. on his plate, man. Not being a GM is a full time fucking job, and being a head coach is a full time job. You can't expect them to do both.
1: Yeah, you can't. Like every so that's what's so annoying about the Belichick tree is like sometimes guys are just like they're a little too on their high horse. Come from the Belichick. I think Coach Flores is like really the one guy that has come yeah. out of New England, where I don't really feel like he thinks he's holier than down. Maybe Matt Patricia yeah. in Detroit too, but that's not working yeah.
0: out. And I, I will say about this about Coach Flo, he he's since his first press conference, the Belichick thing has has always been a question by the media, and he's always like, look. Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick. I'm Brian Flores. I'm going to coach my way. I'm going to take some. I, I learned a lot from, from Bill, but I'm going to do my own thing here. He had the total right approach. I think he had the Mike Rabel approach to it as well. Yeah, Mike yeah, Rabel Rabel's worked out too. Yeah. We'll talk about him later. He's doing a fantastic job at Tennessee. Other than the fact that they're not following COVID protocols, but we we'll won't get into that. But, <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? Huh? But Texans get their first win. Uh, I need the Texans to lose every game. Uh, for that, for us to get, for the Dolphins to get a nice high pick, could be two top ten so, picks. At least one. I know, man. I know at least one man, and it looks like I really hope it's the Texans because they did win. But I just, I don't know, man. That team, I just don't like it. I at watched all.
1: Red Zone, man. Jacksonville should have won that game.
0: Yeah, man. It looked like they just got like they were just uh, missed a couple of key plays. Yeah, but they missed some field. I don't goals. think Texans are that much. Yeah, the, the Texans are not as as good as like. They, are not as good as that win indicates. They they uh they struggled to that thirty to fourteen lead.
1: Yeah, they're definitely one of the worst teams in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and and like, look, you got to praise Chris Geer, Greer in that Dolphins front office for trading Laramie, getting a ransom for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. Like we're like, if you look at the Dolphins offensive line compared to the Texans offensive line, Dolphins have three rookies starting on our offensive line, and we have protected him protected Ryan Fitzpatrick better than they could protect Deshaun Watson who is what making how much money now like and it's like their franchise quarterback they can't protect them yeah that's I feel that's so bad for Deshaun I feel like we talked about it in the last episode
1: too but yeah man it's I really mean talented. yeah after you he see all the tools. what happened to Dak which we'll also talk about later yeah you understand why he takes the money because there's no guarantee that you're going to make it through your next season so yeah. you got to take the money while you can but I can't imagine Deshaun really wants to be there. I'm sure he like has no problem with the city of Houston and living in Houston, but the Texans organization yeah. has been pretty terrible like the past 5 or so
0: years. Yeah, they got to find a really a good guy, a good front office guy who's has a really good track record of building teams and building offensive lines and signing good kind of signing really good players. I think they'll find that person uh the head coaching, they got to find I don't know, man. They got to look there's a lot of good head coach uh, assistant coaches right now in the NFL that you could sign. Like, I think Brian Schottenheimer at, in, in in Seattle, I think oh, he's yeah. gonna, probably going to get a like, probably a couple of interviews. I would sign him if I'm the Texans immediately. If I could, I would offer him all the money in the world just to fix our offense, just to get something like him in the room. I with think with Deshaun fig-
1: Watson would be a lot of yeah, fun it'd be really good.
0: Having. Um, there's a lot of good young NFL assistants that need job like that could coach the texans to be a at least a 10 win team because the the talent on that team suggests that it could be a 10 win team but the i don't know man that defense like i think jj they they got to trade jj watt yeah just for jj watt's sake because i don't think he needs i don't think i want to see him playing on a i don't like i'm not a big fan of the watts i've said it a bunch of times but i think they could get something out of out of training him
1: oh they definitely could yeah i think jj watt honestly is like I think TJ Watt's better than JJ Watt at this point now. At I don't this point, think it's for debatable. sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so I don't know how much they could really net for someone like JJ Watt. I don't know exactly how much he's getting paid, but I'm sure it's a little bit too much for him.
0: But someone mm-hmm. will take a chance on him just for the leadership. I think somebody who's like trying to make a Super Bowl run who needs like some like who's had a defensive injury or just needs an extra pass rusher definitely looking. I think he definitely he's definitely on the trade block before the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, Maybe
1: the Bucks will pick him up with Le'Veon Bell and uh, sure. Joe Montana. As well. <laughs>
0: sure, Joe Montana's
1: come back. Come on back, Super Team.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, let me see any other notable games. Uh, in the Battle of the Sewer State, the Steelers beat the uh, Eagles thirty-eight to twenty-nine. Steelers, uh, I'm not man. I'm not sure about the Steelers' offense, man. I really don't understand how they scored thirty-eight points. Ben Roethlisberger looks so off to me. He looks really off on most of his throws. Uh, they look like they're going to make the playoffs, but l- I honestly I can't wait for the next time they play the Browns because I think, I think it's going to be week? a lot closer. I think Let me, let me see. I have it right here.
1: Yeah, that is this week. Browns and Steelers. Yeah. Sunday at one. Browns
0: Steelers. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. I think the Browns are the better. Keep us. Yeah, at this point, I think the Browns are better. Uh, they. They, they let the Colts kind of come back with some stupid mistakes in the fourth quarter there, but.
1: Yeah, but they, they persevered. I mean, I think yeah. Phillip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger are pretty similar in skill set yeah. at this point in their career, so it's probably going to be a easy matchup. The Chase Claypool insane game, I don't think you're going to see a repeat of that.
0: No, no, for sure.
1: That seemed like. I, I, Chase that was, Claypool. That was more was like
0: been, about the Eagles' defense yeah. than about Chase Claypool.
1: <laughs> I think Chase Claypool has been having a good start for a rookie this year, and I. I see good things in his future, but that was an anomaly. And I'm excited yeah. to see who picks him up in our league. I want to know who's drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm. I didn't even put in a claim for him, but mm. I'm sure. Uh,
0: I, I just want to shout out Alex Smith for coming back. I mean, he, uh, yeah, in Washington started Kyle Allen. He came out with a concussion, and Alex Smith came in and just – He was. They tested that leg, man, because the Rams got after him. Yeah, that was so
1: fucked up from Washington to do that to Alex Smith. Because Kyle Allen was good to come back in the game, and they're like, nope, we're going to let Alex Smith get sacked like 10 times coming back from a terrible injury.
0: I feel so bad for his wife and kids who had to watch that (laughs) bloodbath.
1: his wife was visibly nervous
0: <laughs> i know i i was too man cuz like they're like that you're you're putting alex smith against aaron yeah. donald and that defensive line for the rams like are you insane ron rivera is the cancer gotten to your
1: brain <laughs> yeah right <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck anymore He's like if i'm going out alex is coming out with me this is riverboat like, ron i uh I saw his kids like cheering and all that. They're like seven, eight years old, so they don't understand. Yeah. But his mom just, or his wife's just there, like, "Oh boy."
0: <laughs> yeah, poor girl. Yeah, but he um, survived.
1: He got through the game.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll plug. I put my dolphins in here. Dolphins beat the shit out of the 49ers. forty-three to seventeen. Return to game Fitz was magic. honestly two. That score indicates it was more than a, that blowout. I think the Dolphins kind of just let him score that last touchdown. But yeah. Dolphins impressive performance for ryan fitzpatrick let me just put let me just read his stats out because i i gotta give my i gotta give my props to my man ryan fitzpatrick and i got, also I'm, I'm gonna go on a tangent because we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna talk about uh the uh the saints um saints chargers game and the uh the dick sucking that is happening with uh justin herbert um
1: <laughs> yeah i like that kid though
0: no, I don't have a problem with him, but uh, well, I'll get to, I'll get I'll get to it. He's getting suck pretty Hold dry. On. Yeah. God, let me find these stats, dude. Come on. A...
1: Didn't Fitz have a perfect quarterback rating though? I feel like I know that much. Yeah. All I right. Went
0: here to we D8 go. 8.3. point three. All right. So he th- he threw twenty. He was twenty-two for twenty-eight. His completion percentage was seventy-eight point five seven. Threw for three hundred fifty-five, three hundred and fifty yards, three touchdowns. Had a one fifty-four passer rating. Only had two sacks, and he ran for eight yards. And then pr- I, dude, good. I was watching the game, and I was—I uh, texted you before that. I think we might see Tua. Yeah. Just, just because I felt like. Uh, I thought the 49ers were going to put up more of a The defensive effort, was going to be a little bit better. But also, I thought I was looking at it. I was thinking about Fitzpatrick getting injured this game. But I, honestly, towards the end, I thought he was too, was going to play just because there was going to be a blowout. Yeah, that's what I play. thought, too.
1: Yeah, I thought it was going to be
0: a. And I'm looking here at pro football reference, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has a nickname that you know his nickname is Fitzmagic, but did you know about his other nickname?
1: No, no.
0: The Amish Rifle.
1: That's pretty good.
0: (laughs) I love that (laughs) name. That's pretty good. Amish Rifle. Amish Rifle. (laughs) Amish Rifle. That's awesome. Now we'll be referring to him as as that for the rest rest of his tenure for the Dolphins. The Amish Rifle showed up, man. He was insane. He passed. Everybody got a share of the ball. It wasn't passing it just to Devontae Parker. Great game by Fitz. And I love Tua. Tua was all about the all about that when He was like jumping up and down on the sidelines, get, jumping up on down or whenever Ryan Fitzpatrick would come back to the sideline after a touchdown pass. Tua was the first guy to meet him on the field. Loved to see that. And I and also the Dolphins defense played their best game under Brian Flores easily. I'm not oh, sure yeah. what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's still nursing yeah, that because right. just looked like his I don't know he, he didn't have enough drive on that ball when he uh, he threw t- uh, two picks. Um, just didn't look right. C.J. Beathard stepped in the second half, and we just—I think that was a good him. call
1: by Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah, I think Jimmy was trying to rush it back. Yeah, and that game was. I would over. honestly,
0: at this point, I would just wait until Jimmy's a hundred percent to get him back in there. But impressive performance by my Dolphins. Uh, I was watching that game while I was watching. Uh, while I was had that game on, While I had Red Zone on. And uh, shout out to my coach Flo for getting the boys prepared. You know that's never easy to travel all the way to San Francisco from fucking Miami to uh to beat a team like that. I thought uh, our offensive line did a really good job. We 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 uh, missed our starting left tackle Austin Jackson, who is a rookie who's been playing great up to the up to his injury. And we had to fill in the slot. We had to move over our right tackle to left tackle. Then we had to insert uh, Robert Hunt, a rookie, into the right tackle position. And he played great. Dude, that guy is so big. He is huge. Huge. Um, But, yeah, great performance. I think our defense – we gave up a lot of stupid penalties in the second half. Uh, Definitely on that touchdown drive, but the the last touchdown drive. But other than that, I thought they played pretty good. So happy for my fins. We should – this should be the first of a two game winning streak. Yeah, you guys should be
1: five hundred by the end of the the weekend. With yeah, that's coming. That'd be,
0: up. We'll be right, right back in the playoff race.
1: Yeah, yeah, with, especially with the seven spots available, it's not impossible by any stretch.
0: Yeah. So while I had the Dolphins game on, while I was watching that, uh, I was watching the Dolphin game, and then I turned my head to mm. my TV. And I saw Dax's lifeless ankle dangling yeah. in his hands, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh!" Yeah, that- I was just, I was like, "What happened?" I like, literally, I took my eyes off for a second. And he was on the ground with like his ankle flopping. I was like, "Oh, my yeah. dad was in the room, and he like he had to walk out. He was getting light Yeah, me, and so my good.
1: dad, and my mom all saw that shit live, and it was like, yeah,
0: Oof. terrible, yeah, terrible, terrible, worst, terrible. He worst yeah. injury
1: I've seen. On a live sports telecast since Gordon Hayward injury,
0: yeah, I would agree. It's the same injury. It was the same thing. Yeah, I, I think did Gordon's did Gordon's bone break his skin?
1: Yeah, but he had high socks on, so you couldn't see. It. Uh,
0: because I don't think Dak broke his the skin of his bone even that's, after hearing it. Hearing it, did he? That's what
1: they said. He had a compound fracture, which means that like it breaks multiple places uh, in it. I'm pretty sure that also means that the bone sticks out, or it typically mm. does.
0: Yeah, uh, Dak totally broke his ankle was rushed to the hospital and uh went to immediate surgery which is never a great sign yeah every Uh,
1: update was worse than the last
0: yeah uh here's a silver lining for cowboy fans at least you're playing at home man god thank god you're playing in dallas because he got the best possible care any any person in dallas would if uh getting that ankle repaired like they probably got the best doctors in dallas to do that ortho that that surgery yeah so, Imagine thank God he was at home. On
1: the, despite it being probably one of Dak's worst days of his life, which he's had a very rough past couple of years, Yeah, but yeah. despite it being one of the worst days of his life, that doctor is probably pretty stoked. He's like, yo, I get to fucking fix Dak Prescott's leg. Like, If you're a doctor in Dallas, that's like the dream gig.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. You're going to probably get a call from Jerry Jones thanking you for... Fixing Dax' uh, ankle, and you
1: also better not fuck up. You can't be like you know Butterfinger's Chargers doctor. You got to be no, like on your shit because no, you they know, you, they
0: got the best. They got the guy. They got yeah. the best guy to do it. No doubt. No one gives it. a
1: fuck about the Chargers, but you will straight up get murdered in Dallas if you fuck up this operation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Andy Dalton stepped in, and uh, he I didn't see. Did uh, Did you see? Did you see his dri- last drive? Was it Yeah. The, well,
1: what? it was mostly like it was some good throws, no doubt. But Michael Gallup made some crazy catches, like. Michael Gallup. It was more impressive on his end than Andy Dalton's end because Andy Dalton's just like really just throwing it up, and then Michael Gallup's just making the plays. Um, But yeah, at least they
0: got. At least the Cowboys have the best backup.
1: Yeah, I I honestly didn't even recognize it was Andy Dalton because me and my dad's like, who is that number fourteen? I thought it was
0: Colt McCoy. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I don't
1: know, some fucking no name. Like Cowboys are fucking like, and that's Andy Dalton. I'm like, oh shit, he might still be one of the best quarterbacks in the division. Yeah, no doubt about it. Honestly,
0: uh, I'm gonna be really interested to see how far he could take this Cowboys team, or how many wins that he could He'll, pull out of his ass. They
1: only need eight wins, probably max. Yeah, they only need yeah. eight wins, and they'll, yeah. they'll be fine. So they're, I think they're in first place right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see. Let's switch over to the NFC. Oh no, the Eagles are in first place at one, two, and one. That oh no, they haven't. Insane. No, they haven't updated that actually. The Cowboys they are in first. Yeah, place. yeah. Two and three because Eagles right. are one, three and one now. Yeah. So, yeah, that is really the Cowboys and Eagles division at this point because the Giants look terrible. Washington looks Giants terrible. Are awful, man.
0: Giants, but here the Cowboys defense is just horseshit. It if is. the Giants are like the like, I think they had the lowest points coming into the into that game, and they scored thirty four points like that it shouldn't that shouldn't have happened?
1: Yeah, Daniel Jones like. Like that offense for the Giants looked competent for like moments. Yeah, there's definitely games where like, or definitely moments where like, oh, that's still the Giants, it's still Daniel Jones. But there are a couple moments like, oh shit, Giants are doing some stuff. So it was that defense, yeah, that's terrible. And now that you don't have someone that can really go off for like 400, any and every game. I mean, they're they're in a rough spot. But the good news is. They're in the worst division. In yeah, they still they still have five more games against that division, so yeah. they they got probably five more wins lined up.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, moving on to, I think that to me that I thought the most enjoyable game was Seahawks Vikings. I didn't catch uh, that one actually. That... Really, really good game. Um, Minnesota looked like they're tackling like, handling it from the first half. They 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 shut out the Seahawks in the first half, which is really impressive. They're at home. Yeah, and then the Russell Wilson and that offense just went off twenty one points in the third quarter. Like that's imp- that's really impressive. Yeah, I heard they scored and in like six a
1: points succession of like ten minutes real time. Like yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, crazy.
0: really impressive stuff. And then to cap it all off, he just went down the field for a game winning drive on a fourth down, I believe. Uh, threw a touchdown in the red zone to to DK Metcalf for the win. Awesome play. Really, uh, really. If you haven't seen it, really. Uh textbook Russell Wilson like fitting it into a spot right before DK got there great pass game winner Seahawks are at 5 and 0
1: yeah they're undefeated yeah they're undefeated it's them Seahawks. the Titans um Packers i think that's it
0: yeah and then uh we could talk about so here we go Chargers and the Saints now I'll give credit Justin Herbert played a great game and like throughout the whole game people were like, "Oh, did the Dolphins make the right choice in drafting Tua?" Uh, did- oh, uh, I'm like, "Oh, shut the fuck up, dude." Like I I I cannot stand people who said that or who are who even compliment like, even think about that. How, like Tua hasn't played first of all. And you and, and Justin Herbert wouldn't be playing if it wasn't for some doctor fucking up Tyrod Taylor's like a uh, pregame uh, yeah. shot or whatever. Like so first of all, throw all that all out the window. Justin Herbert played a great game, no doubt about it, but he still lost. Like it was still he did and it four win. as a starter, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still 0 and four as a starter. I, so I don't, I can't, I, 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 I can't with people who say the Dolphins chose wrong and like that's yeah. classic sports media oh, pundit
1: because they like they're just basically taking the gamble that they're gonna be right in a year or two, yeah, and they're yeah. they're like they don't know because no one's seen to a play since the injury except for the Dolphins. Yeah. So yeah. they're just really hedging their bets. Like, oh, maybe it's Justin Herbert. And then that way they look like they had the right take at the time when it. Oh, I call yeah.
0: Justin Herbert be the star. And
1: a lot of them could probably end up being on freezing cold takes. I don't know. I think Justin Herbert is the real deal. So I think it's always going to be a discussion of like Herbert and Tua, especially playing in the same conference. Mm-hmm. But Justin Herbert's got to win some games first before getting like lavished with
0: all this praise. For sure. Um, and then tuesday night football everyone's favorite tuesday night football bills titans how the fuck did titans the Titans kick win? i don't know man i don't know so titans killed the the bills for uh 42 to 16 titans were just unstoppable every quarter just looked like scoring 7 14 7 7 yeah
1: they uh Re- they, that was really really strange because last episode i don't think COVID hit
0: the NFL, yeah. Like, T- yeah, the Titans, yeah. Now the Titans are in this... Go, Go for it. Tell us. Break it down.
1: Well, yeah. The, after Shortly after our last episode, I think it was like the next day, it was reported that the Titans had, I think, like eight cases of COVID, which ballooned into like 24. They had to postpone a game. The Patriots also had postponed games. Basically, like the schedule has changed vastly because of COVID. So this Titans-Bills game gets moved to a Tuesday night. Titans, I don't really think have truly been in the facility for like. No, they haven't. More than it's maybe a day
0: a, or two, if that. More than that, I think it's been a week. Yeah. I don't think they've been in there. At oh all. no,
1: yeah, I don't think they've been there. Yeah, for like about a. I think they got in a little bit last week, but maybe not even that. They barely practiced. Yeah. It's mostly been Zoom sessions because there's just been even as recently as this past Saturday, there was positive COVID test. They're going up against the Bills, who have looked incredible. All year, undefeated yep. teams. Titans are undefeated too, but they've looked like a very lucky undefeated yeah, team. Very lucky, where yeah. they've like barely beat some shitty teams. Bills have beat like legit good teams pretty convincingly, um, except for the LA game, but whatever. And then mm. the Titans come out with like basically no practice, no reps, bunch of guys on COVID reserve can't play, and fucking smoke the Bills, smoke them. Yeah. Smoked them. I wonder how important I think practice the bills really probably, is.
0: Yeah, I think the Bills probably took didn't weren't playing. I think they thought it was going to be a cakewalk with all the. I think so too. Yeah,
1: I think they weren't quite ready to play. They also yeah. had to play last week, like went to Vegas, and they probably weren't sure what was going to go on with this yeah. game. They they probably didn't even think it was going to get to that point. And then all yeah. of a sudden, they're like, "Oh shit, we really do have a game to play." So.
0: And also, also I, here was a question I was or having an internal dialogue with myself with was how when when do we call like should the Titans if if the Titans get more COVID tests positives and stuff like that do the, do we just let them forfeit these games because ultimately like these the organization can't keep a hold of what's happening and like when are we gonna hold them accountable for all this mm. right you know what I mean yeah I don't know what the to- the discipline, because like, because I, I think the workaround
1: yeah. if they can't play another game, like let's say we have more positive cases and they can't play the game this weekend, then the NFL has seriously considered adding another week or two to the end of the season. That's what
0: I. That's what I've been hearing a lot of rumors about a week eighteen. Yeah,
1: week eighteen, probably week nineteen too. Yeah. Um, and then they're gonna have to have the makeup games there, but. Yeah, there, there does have to be some kind of punishment if the investigation concludes that they're not following protocols, yeah. which that's what the whispers are. That
0: Yeah, it's what I. Th- that's like they had – there was uh, – people were saying that Ryan Tannehill and a bunch of players were at, at like some high school f- working out yeah. and doing drills and stuff when they were supposed to be in quarantine. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, at some point, I think if – say if this all happens again with the Titans and say they had to play the Patriots or whatever – I think they should forfeit that game, and if if they keep on, if that happens again, like, I think they should just get take a put an L on the record and move on. Yeah, and
1: in fairness to the Titans, other teams have been found violating protocol too. They just haven't had yeah, for sure. Cases.
0: Yeah, but I think the Titans have just been so much more outrage. Uh, just sloppier. Uh, uh, I guess. yeah, just worse i think everything about their case has been totally worse from what we've been hearing
1: yeah i haven't read too much about it to be honest but yeah it does seem Mm -hmm. like uh if it if it breaks out that badly you know because like the shit that we're seeing with like new england and all that yeah, that was like a guy, like two guys, I think total. Yeah, it just happened to be like two of them. Yeah, I'm not. T- I'm not talking
0: about one player getting COVID and like, that. yeah, I'm that's talking about like the that's substantial. M- multiple players and staff test yeah. positive for COVID. Yeah, there's like a legit that's outbreak. To that's signs yeah. of a of a compromised system. Yeah, like the the Patriots was just Cam and I think Stefan Gilmore have it now, or I think Cam's coming back, but Gilmore is yeah, out. Yeah, think, think, this so. week for it. Yeah. So that I think eventually I think the NFL is going to have to come down and make a rule on like when are we going to start actually disciplining these teams without not without just finding like actually giving them a loss for doing that. Because I think once you do that, I think a lot more teams are going to be like, oh, OK, we can't fuck around anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's hmm. that's tough, though, because then I think you're like because the NFL still loses money on that because you like don't that's one yeah. less game that you broadcast you know that's the the league is really they're running this season not just because they love football and for the love of the game they're doing it because they need money and they can broadcast yeah. these games and it, like even the titans had fans last night so yeah. they're still selling tickets um yeah. so they kind of need these games to go on that's why i think it's it's likely that the that teams could get individual like heavy fines but i don't think that they would let any games go unplayed. I think they'll just add them on to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Unless it, Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, unless it gets so egregiously bad. But I think it it would have to be beyond one team. I think it would have to be multiple teams where it's just out of control. And then they might just have to shut the whole thing down for a bit and hit pause on it. But they'll bring it back. Which is I think
0: nobody wants that. So Yeah. Now, before we move on to week six, I'm going to take a quick pee-pee break. So you won't actually hear this break, but I am going to go take a pee. Should I stop recording? No, you're fine. Keep recording. Yeah. Sounded like a hot one. Oh, yeah, dude. I've been holding it for a while. Um, Week six. They have the NFL kicks off. Is there Thursday night football? No, nah, it was supposed to be Kansas City Buffalo, but they oh, moved it to Monday. Kansas Kansas. Buffalo Play Tuesday. Yeah. All right, so no Thursday night football. Mm. This is the first time me looking at the schedule. I'm trying to find some good. Oh, we got to talk about Brown Steelers uh, Sunday one o'clock game. I think that game is going to be really interesting. I agree. I think both teams are heading in the right direction, it seems like. Let's see if the Browns can actually win against one of their division opponents. So, I think it's going to be a real. It's a big test for the Browns, it I is. think. Yeah, this is like where they can prove they're for real. Yeah. Um... God, this schedule is shit. Yeah. I mean, okay, here's a stinker of the week is Washington Giants.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, whoever wins this might be second place in the NFC East.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, what a stinker. Uh, Broncos Patriots is going to be a stinker. Yeah, I
1: don't think Drew Locke's back yet, right?
0: No. All right. All right. Four o'clock. Dolphins, Jets. I expect my Dolphins to actually w- beat this game, win this game, and beat the Jets pretty handily. I, I would be shocked if the Jets win this game. I'll be honestly really disappointed if the Jets win. Yeah,
1: the Jets are falling apart, so and it's probably going to. If be- the
0: Jets win, Tua is going to start the next following week. Let's just be serious about that. Yeah. That's how. That's how. That's how. If the Dolphins lose, and it's because Ryan Fitzpatrick threw three picks or whatever, Tua Tongvailo will be starting in Week Seven. Yeah, you can't lose to the Jets and keep your job. No, uh, I think. Uh, let me see. Game of the week. I'm gonna go on a Lumen and saying it's gonna be Packers Bucks. I think so too. You got, the un- got the undefeated Packers playing in Tampa against a, a team that's looking to bounce back after a, a-, a loss that shouldn't have happened. So, and Tom Brady after a loss, I think his record is pretty good. So yeah, and I think Tom Brady is gonna
1: be like pissed off. Tom Brady, like he he yeah, was the- the, the the meme the of the week. So.
0: He, I would. I, I. I don't know if I, I think the Packers would. I don't know, man. I, what's the over under on
1: this? I think the Packers are favored by two, um, which I think is fair. I think the Packers are a better team, but I, I still think the Bucks yeah, have a for chance. Sure. Um, oh, the Bucks actually. The spread had well from three days ago had the Packers as a one point underdog, mm. but one day wow. ago. And one day ago, though the Packers are favored by one and a half points, which I think is a bit more likely. Yeah, that's that's a better spread.
0: That's a good game. Yeah. Um. And then I think the other game, Monday Night Football, is going to be Chiefs Bills, which I think is going to be uh, uh it's going to be a big game for both teams coming off of losses that let the uh the Chiefs Chiefs. Cannot they? The Chiefs have to have home field advantage for this for these playoffs. Yeah. It just has to happen, and I think losing to the Raiders really. Uh, should, it, honestly, Andy Reid should really be honing in on that this week to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game pretty handily. I'm going to go out and say I think the Chiefs are going to blow out the Bills. I think the Bills are. Are, gonna, are in for another rough one, because I don't think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to lose again. Yeah. I, I think and they're not going to lose two weeks, two weeks. But I can see the Bills as one of those teams that starts out
1: hot and then fades as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, which is has happened before. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I, it really hit me with that Titans game. I'm like, oh, wait, this is just like another Bills 4-0 no start, 3-0 no start, where they really yeah just start shitting the bed once November rolls
0: around. So, yeah, I think the Chiefs going to win as well. And then uh, our second Monday Night Football game. I think this game should be – it's going to be interesting for a lot of different storylines here. Cardinals, Cowboys, Kyler Murray, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury making their uh, – I think Cliff Kingsbury uh, coached at Texas Tech, so he's coming back to Texas. I think he's from Texas, so there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of his friends, fans and family there. Kyler Murray, I believe, was from Texas, right? Um,
1: Let's see. I mean, obviously played at Oklahoma. But is from Play, Bedford, I know he Texas from Oklahoma, yeah. but
0: I think he was uh,
1: where is Bedford, Texas? That's yeah, Bedford, Texas. That yeah. sounds like plains Texas. country, Texas.
0: Let's see where that is. How close is that to Dallas? It's pretty close to Dallas. That's like right outside of Dallas.
1: Oh yeah, it's like right by the air. Yeah, that is that is a homecoming for him. Yeah, right next to Arlington. There's also he also grew up next to the Moxie Manor haunted house, which is pretty fun. Oh, you've been there? No, it just seems like a fun place. There's not a lot of fun things going on in Dallas. When <laughs> during our leg of the tour, like, we would ask everyone, like, Oh yeah, what should we do in Dallas? So like, you know what's really cool? Uh the JFK got shot downtown. You guys should go check that out. And like that doesn't sound the grassy,
0: no. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's like that doesn't sound like a very fun time to go fucking see where JFK got his brains blown out. I mean he's yeah. like, I'm not seeing JFK get his brains blown out in person, so why would I wanna go see like Mm-hmm. where that mm-hmm. happened 50 years ago that's not fun
0: uh also it's Andy Dalton's first start for the Cowboys after Dak's injury so there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff here I think that I think I'm gonna give my edge to the Cardinals I don't know I just I I like what I like what I see from Kyler Murray and I think the Cowboys defense is just ass and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know I'm not sure if that Cowboys offense with Andy Dalton can keep up with uh Kyler and Cliff yeah yeah Kyler's gonna rip them up yeah I think yeah. uh I think that's a win for the Cardinals as well. This is actually, to me, a really big game for if I, I I think the mark the mark of a good quarterback and a good team. Is when you actually beat the opponents, you should you should beat and not actually allowing them to actually have a chance. That's the mark of a really good team and a really good quarterback. And I think the the Cardinals did that this week when they beat the Jets. Like you should have beat the Jets and you beat them by a lot. That's exactly what should have happened. I will say that the Cardinals. Before... I got
1: to disagree with you on this because I want and that the Jets losing that it was more the Jets shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over and like terrible red zone Joe Flacco, terrible play calling that the Cardinals gave them plenty of opportunities to get back into that game. And they just didn't, the Jets just couldn't do it. They just fumbled away every opportunity. The Cardinals, I yeah. think like the week before that lost to the Panthers in pretty yeah, ugly yeah. fashion.
0: Yeah. Pretty ugly fashion. That's what I'm saying. I think I like what I see from car. Like he had, he, there was a drive where I think he just threw it up twice to Deshaun Watson. And I'm sorry to the, uh, John, Der- Hopkins. And like, both those plays were awesome and i i got to see more of that from him i got to see i just got to see him become like we got to win this game and we're not going to we're not going to let them have a chance cuz the cowboys have been like they've been down and out in every game and have been given multiple chances to come back and they've done it so and they did it last week against the giants so uh, I think the Cardinals they can't let the Cowboys come back. It's yeah, like they have to show they have to show some sort of backbone, especially
1: with no Dak. There's really no excuse for it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If they can win that, and then they, I, I think next week they have the Seahawks, which they're probably going to lose. So if they're going to stay yeah. in this playoff hunt, they really, really have to win this game against. Yeah, Dallas. they got
0: to beat Dallas. They got to beat Dallas. Has to happen. Um, and that's it for Week Six. Um, a lot of stuff happened. Look, our schedule is a little bit different now, Nick, is uh working stiff. Uh, mm-hmm. We can't record at uh, our usual time, so I think we found... Is this going to be an f- uh, optimal recording time for you going forward, Nick?
1: Probably, yeah. Like, Tuesday or Wednesday at 3.30 is probably going to be pretty good for me.
0: All right. I'll work my schedule around that. So, uh, we should see you either uh, Thursdays or Wednesdays. Expect the new pod, so... Uh, thanks for listening everybody Nick do you have anything else you want to say to the people any, any other topics or anything you want to bring up before we go uh, not really I guess it's, it's good
1: getting back into it after a week I mean can't say that I enjoy working more than getting paid by the government to watch basketball all day but <laughs> but it's good to be back and you. have this hour or two. Yeah.
0: is your dad happy to get you out of the house
1: Oh, my dad's thrilled. Sometimes I wonder if I did this just <laughs> for my dad. So, I, but now I'm the one that can't wait to really get out of the house. I've been wanting to get out of this house for a minute, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Right. Move to St. Pete, mm-hmm. city city of champions.
0: City of champions, city of dreams. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week with some uh, more uh, more sports talk. You know, bye. We love you. See ya.